George Gordon, better known as Lord Byron, was a celebrity, a fascinating figure who for many offered transgressive thrills. Perhaps the most famous quotation about him is the one by Lady Carolyn Lamb, who said that Byron was mad, bad, and dangerous to know. Byron was probably the most popular of the Romantics despite his scandalous reputation throughout the Romantic and Victorian periods. He was certainly the biggest commercial success in book sales, though some were published anonymously, and he continues to be the subject of sensational and at times speculative biographies to this day. Byron's parents were Captain Mad Jack Byron and a now impoverished Scottish heiress. He was born with a club foot. Byron inherited the Baron's title unexpectedly at age 10 when great-uncle Baron Byron died. As a Baron, he sat in the House of Lords, and his first speech there denounced a bill for capital punishment for frame-breakers, that is, textile workers who smashed the automated looms that had displaced them. Byron achieved early fame with his poem Child Harold's Pilgrimage, where child, with an E at the end, refers to a youth of noble birth. Byron had many affairs with women, and probably some with men. His one marriage lasted only a year and produced in 1815 a daughter, Ada, who is regarded as the founder of scientific computing and had a computer language named after her. Additional information on Ada Byron may be found at a number of websites devoted to her. Byron's real love was most likely his half-sister Augusta, who had a child that may have been his, although I should point out that there is still some argument among scholars about whether Byron had a sexual relationship with Augusta. This is the probable source of his Byronic hero fascination. For example, Manfred's title character may have had a similar incestuous relationship. But it was rumors of this affair and news of his stormy relationship with Lady Byron that prompted his self-imposed exile from England and inspired another famous quotation about him. The Victorian poet and essayist Matthew Arnold described Byron as, quote, trailing the pageant of his bleeding heart across Europe, end of quote. Byron is also connected intimately to the Shelleys, he spent the summer of 1816 on the shore of Lake Geneva in Switzerland with Percy and Mary Shelley, at this time still Mary Godwin. Byron had an affair with Mary Shelley's half-sister, Claire Claremont, who bore a daughter, Allegra, who later died in an Italian convent. During this summer, this group participated in a ghost story contest that produced Frankenstein, a fragment of a vampire tale by Byron, and a vampire tale by John Polidori, Byron's personal physician. Ken Russell's 1988 film Gothic envisions this as a creepy, drug-soaked summer of sex and seances. It's weird and excessive, but in some ways the excess seems to fit the subject. Byron later died in Greece of disease, 
while Greece was fighting for its independence from the Ottoman Turks, and he is still regarded as a hero there. His body was sent back to England, where many turned out to pay their respects. The poem She Walks in Beauty is a good example of his lyric talent. His most famous work is his long, rambling, episodic adventure tale called Don Juan, which works the Don Juan myth. And when we get to that poem, we'll talk about why it is, in fact, pronounced Don Juan. We can't discuss Byron without discussing the Byronic hero. Susan Wolfson and Peter Manning characterize this type of hero as, quote, a tragic figure of modern existential angst with a taint of mysterious crime. The defining traits are a contempt of conventional morality, alienation, burning inward torment, and a heroic defiance of fate, end of quote. Many critics have drawn parallels between the Byronic hero and some of Shakespeare's tragic figures such as Hamlet, Macbeth, and Othello, as well as Milton's characterization of Satan in Paradise Lost. You might recall from our discussion of William Blake that Blake essentially saw Satan as the hero, or what we might refer to as the anti-hero, of Paradise Lost, and that many of the Romantics were drawn to such a characterization, as it resonates with the Romantic fascination with outcasts and rebels. To review, then, the Byronic hero is typically a charismatic figure who inspires both fear and desire. He or she is defiant of rules and authority, has some dark chapter in the past, and is brooding, world-weary, and self-tortured. Among the examples we might give are many from literature. We have already mentioned Hamlet, Othello, and Macbeth, as well as Milton's Satan. Prometheus is another good example of such a tortured hero. You might recall that Prometheus stole fire from the gods and gave it to humanity in an act of compassion, for which he was punished by Zeus. Prometheus was chained to a rock and had his liver eaten out daily by either vultures or eagles, depending on the version, and then each night it would grow back again and he would endure the same torment the next day. Other heroes in this category would be Herman Melville's Captain Ahab in Moby Dick, Oscar Wilde's Dorian Gray from The Picture of Dorian Gray, Charles Robert Maturin's Melmoth from Melmoth the Wanderer, Wilkie Collins's Count Fosco from The Woman in White, Rochester in Jane Eyre, Heathcliff in Wuthering Heights, and Robert Louis Stevenson's Dr. Jekyll. Among more modern versions of Byronic heroes, we might consider Anne Rice's vampire Lestat. Jim Morrison has sometimes been characterized as Byronic. Kurt Cobain, Neil Gaiman's Sandman hero, Dream, the hard-boiled detective characters from Hollywood's film noir tradition, who are usually alienated and tormented by something in their past. I think that the character of Don Draper in the AMC TV series Mad Men is another good example of a Byronic hero. As played by John Hamm, Don Draper is charming and charismatic, certainly fits the dangerous-to-know characteristic, 
and is haunted by his own past, both his upbringing and the fact that he is not even Don Draper. That's an identity that he stole. I also like to draw on several characters from Joss Whedon's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Angel could easily be considered Byronic. If you know the story, Angel is a vampire who was particularly evil, even by vampire standards, and because of a gypsy curse, had his soul returned to him so that he is constantly tortured by his past crimes and is always trying to atone for them, so he has that darkness around him. Some people have also found that the vampire character Spike to be a Byronic hero. Spike also gets his soul back later in the series. There aren't as many female equivalents among this cast of Byronic heroes, though perhaps this is changing. Again, from the Buffy series, the Slayer Faith is a good example of a Byronic character. She's always the other Slayer, where Buffy is the blonde heroine from a more upscale background. Faith is the darker Slayer, even literally as she has dark hair, who is from the wrong side of the tracks, has evidently been either abused or neglected at various points in her past, and has a flirtation with the dark side. You will probably be able to think of some other characters from books, television, or films. Someone mentioned Donnie Darko in one of my classes, if you're familiar with that cult film and the character played by Jake Gyllenhaal. The Byronic hero is the type of character that has much modern appeal due to our fascination with anti-heroes, heroes that have a certain darkness about them.